picture this. You get up in the morning, push the button on your coffee machine, and as you wait for the device to heat up, you start your breakfast routine. Cereal, yogurt, or a piece of toast, a glass of water, and a few capsules with your daily vitamins or medication. Capsules are indeed all around us and serve as a vital delivery system of medication and nutritional supplements. We already touched upon the topic of capsules in the second season, where we spoke with Liliana Palangetic about the color of capsules and the role color plays not only in marketing, but even in patient psychology. But did you know that capsules can also serve other functions? Advances in polymer science enable a much wider functionality to be added to capsules. Today, capsules can be designed to protect their cargoes and deliver their cargo where it is needed most, at a site where diseases are present. I personally find this topic fascinating, as designing capsules brings together chemistry, nanoscience, biology, even a little bit of physics. And I am not alone. I believe that capsules could make medicine more accessible. That was Vincent Janine, Lonza's director of R&D and the head of Capsule Application Lab Services, working in Colmar, France. Vincent joins us today to discuss and protect Lonza's innovative two-layer capsule solution for delivery in the small intestine. This capsule topic is truly a hot topic. It was recently shortlisted by the Medicine Maker for its 2023 Innovation Awards. I am Martina Hestericová, and this is A View On, a podcast brought to you by Lonza. Welcome, Vincent. I'm excited you could join us today. Hi, Martina. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, I'm really happy to have you on this podcast. But before we dive deep into the science of developing and manufacturing capsules with targeted delivery abilities, could you explain to us why we should target the small intestine in the first place? Why should we do this using capsules and not through another administration route, say through an IV, so intravenously? Yes, of course. But before starting, I would like to clarify what is a capsule that is targeting the small intestine. When we talk about these capsules, we generally refer to them as enteric capsules. The word enteric means small intestine. So enteric capsules are designed to target the small intestine. Okay, and uh, what are the reasons we need an enteric capsule instead of other administration routes? The first one would be patient compliance and quality of life of our patients. As you know, oral route is a preferred route of administration for patients. Some patients fear needles or can also complain about the pain of injection. And taking a capsule is really much simpler and can be done also without the help of a care professional. The second reason I see is the cost. Capsules are not sterile and are less expensive to produce than injection drug product. I believe that capsules could make medicine more accessible. The third reason would be some therapies need to be delivered locally, for example, to treat inflammation. And the use of injection, like for example, IV, would induce some adverse effect linked to the systemic exposure. The fourth reason I see, it's because we do have some new drug modalities that are very specific and would need this type of delivery systems. 
One of these examples would be uh, drugs like live biotherapeutic product, LBPs. So these LBPs are live microorganisms. It can be, for example, bacteria that are used for therapeutic purposes, and they need to be delivered into the small intestine to interact with the human microbiome. And these drugs are not stable in the stomach environment. They don't like acid, and they need to be protected before they release. When it comes to improving the quality of life of patients, I cannot agree with you more. I cannot imagine having to go to a point of care, to a hospital or to your GP, if you need to have something administered several times a day, which I assume with live biotherapeutic products, you need steady supply, right? Not just once a week or something like this. It will depend on the, the disease you want to treat, but uh, currently most of the treatment are at the hospital. For example, for Clostridium difficile infections, uh, you have to go to the hospital to have uh, the uh, fecal material transplant delivered to the patient. And um, you have to go once you have a treatment for a couple of months. And maybe if you have a, a recurring infection, you will need to go back. Even if they have to go to the hospital, it's much better than the antibiotics they are taking classically to treat these infections. You mentioned that uh, it depends on the disease, how many times the treatment needs to be administered, right? So my question to you now is, what kind of diseases can be treated this way by delivering the therapy directly to the small intestine? In fact, many diseases can be treated using capsule with uh, target delivery abilities. The first one is Crohn's disease. This is a uh, a subject that is uh, very uh, close to my heart because we are working in my lab exactly on this uh, topic as we are part of the GINGUT. A GINGUT is a consortium funded by the European Union where we aim to transform the treatment of ileal Crohn's disease by developing a first-in-class oral RNA-based therapy to tackle inflammation locally in the intestinal tissue to avoid systemic uh, side effects. And our role at Lonza is to develop a customized capsule targeting the terminal ileum section of the small intestine. The second example, we already discussed it uh, a few seconds ago, is a recurrent Clostridium difficile infection. LBPs like AFMT, so food material transplant, uh, can be used to restore uh, LC gut microbiome and treat infection. And we have uh, many hospitals using our enteric capsule to deliver FMT and treat this type of infection. A quick follow-up question here. So fecal material transfer and hospitals using our capsules to deliver them to the gut. Um, where are these capsules filled? I assume you need to find the right donor. Is the filling of the capsules with the fecal matter then performed at the hospital or is this sent back to Lonza? The capsules we supply are functional capsules, so they are enteric capsules, but it's empty. And uh, the filling is done at the hospital with uh, the fecal material the donor have given. If we go back to the diseases, another disease we, we can uh, treat with these uh, enteric capsules is uh, exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Uh, so in this disease, uh, we need to supplement pancreatic enzymes to the patient directly into the small intestine uh, to replace the digestive enzymes the patient does not have in his gut anymore. Uh, so this is what happens when you have, for example, a cystic fibrosis or a chronic uh, pancreatitis. Uh, 
And, and I've selected also this example because we have been uh, working on this um, and we have demonstrated last year with a, a study in bio-relevant in vitro conditions that uh, our enteric capsule are able to protect the pancreatic enzyme and deliver this enzyme into the small intestine uh, with a full activity. And uh, this was published in an open access paper last year in International Journal of Pharmaceutics. For our listeners that would like to read this study, we will link it in the description of the episode. Thank you. The last example I would like to give uh, is uh, something that uh, of my personal interest because I've been working many, many years on peptide formulation, specifically for oral peptide delivery. And uh, for the type 2 diabetes, uh, we know that uh, many peptides, uh, like GLP-1 agonist, uh, GLP stands for glucagon light peptide, or even insulin, uh, these peptides are um, sensitive to acid and sensitive to the proteases and peptidases uh, in the upper gastrointestinal tract. And I believe that this enteric capsule is a, a good way to protect them uh, in the upper gastrointestinal tract and help uh, change the life of patients. My late grandfather had diabetes and I remember how his belly looked like from getting an injection of insulin several times a day to manage his disease, right? And having the ability to just take a capsule instead of that, that's amazing. Well, okay, I got a bit sidetracked, but I think what is important for this podcast episode is also to discuss how these capsules are manufactured in the first place, right? So could you explain to us step-by-step step how the process looks like, whether you need to focus on special materials when it comes to the material of the capsule, whether some new techniques are developed? Yes. So I will start with a standard manufacturing process for capsules. So standard capsules are composed only of one layer of polymer. So to, to produce these capsules, uh, we do have specific machines where we have some metal pins that are dipped into the solution of these polymers. And we have to have the right viscosity of the uh, solution in order to have this polymer deposited on the pin. And then we dry this polymer to form a, a nice film that will be the uh, capsules. With the enteric capsule, we need to develop a, a brand new capsule manufacturing technology because what we need here is to have a bilayer capsule, two layers. We need on one end to have one layer that is the structural layer that will give the capsule shape. And on top of this uh, structural layer, we need to have a functional layer with an enteric polymer that gives the enteric performance. So the technology we have developed uh, enables us to produce these uh, bilayer capsule, but keeping exactly the same dimensions as standard capsules. Why is it important though to have the same size and the same shape as the other capsules? It is important for our customers because if you want to use your standard capsule filling equipment, to open the capsule, fill the capsule with the drug, and then close the capsule, you need to be uh, compatible with the sizes 
that are standardly used by our customer for their feeding machine. So if we have a larger capsule, for example, they would need to change uh, their equipment. So it will be an additional cost for our customers. So we have first the structural layer for our first enteric capsule on the market, capsule gel and protect capsule. We have selected iPromelos, HPMC, as the first layer to give the structure because HPMC has very good gelling properties and can have very robust capsule. On top of that, we put HPMC acetate succinate, HPMC AS, which is an enteric polymer. So we will have on the inside of the capsule only HPMC, which is a standard polymer for capsule manufacturing, and on the outside of the capsule only HPMC AS, which is an enteric polymer. Could you explain what this means? It means that it will not be soluble in acid media, so it will not dissolve in the stomach, but it will dissolve rapidly in pH above 6, which will happen in the intestine. And um, as soon as the capsule reaches the small intestine, the pH rises. I assume the first layer then dissolves. The second one is then exposed to moist conditions, so it will open again. Yes, correct. Is this process fast, so it really just releases its contents in the small intestine, or could you adjust the composition of the second layer in a way that you could, well, I'm not sure if it's needed, but delay the delivery to another part of the intestine, large intestine, for instance? Yes. So if we change the composition of the inner layer and we add, for example, other components that can sustain the release or delay the release even more, we can go deeper into the small intestine or even maybe to the, the large intestine. Would you do this by having three layers in the capsule? No, no, two is enough. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's already uh, quite complicated. We will uh, make mixtures of various polymers in both layers to have a protection even longer. The release of the content will not only be done by the dissolution of the inner layer. We will need to have other triggers uh, to have this uh, degradation of the layer by bacteria in the terminal ileum, for example. So, because we can have various means for the degradation of uh, the capsule, it can be, of course, a dissolution when you have the right pH, but it can be also time. You can have some delayed release with some specific gelling agent, and it can be also by the degradation by the enzyme within the gut or the bacterial enzyme within the gut microbiome. Now I will try to push this even a bit further. An idea just popped into my head. When we think of colonoscopy, lately there have been developments also in this field where you can swallow a small camera that goes through your intestine. Could this technology that Lonza has developed for the enteric capsule be also used for protecting this device? Or am I pushing this a bit too much? No, no, it's, it's not too much. And uh, smart capsule technology is already existing and there are already uh, many devices to record what happens within the, the stomach or the gut available with uh, different types of capsules. Of course, we could have with this enteric capsule a protection and a release of the device at a specific place within the intestine and to start the recording later on. But yes, it does exist already on the market with standard capsules. Um, so it's not a dream, it's already <laughs> a, a reality. Okay, good. Now, when it comes to the uh, end protect capsule in general, 
What was the biggest challenge when they were developing this? So when we were developing the, the process and the equipment, we were also testing a lot the capsule and tweaking the formulation in a way to, to have exactly what we want. We started with simple compendial tests uh, to check the performance. So we did a lot of disintegration tests and a lot of dissolution tests to be sure that the capsule delivers the performance. So this was just like solutions? Yes. You didn't actually blend a hamburger or something? No, 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 okay. no. no. It, it, it was very easy test <laughs> Okay. because the mechanism of release of the content is based on pH. So we wanted to check if we change the pH, we change the component to prepare the buffer had any impact. And we have seen that up to pH 6, there is absolutely no impact. And we did some dissolution tests following the USP, so the US Pharmacopeia. And in this setting, we have proven that our capsule are able to protect perfectly the payload for two hours in acid media and then release all the drug in pH 6.8. And since we are able to recover all the drug, it means that it is very well protected. When we were sure that we had a good capsule with in vitro tests, we went in human because we wanted to have the uh, proof that these capsules are really working in human. So we conducted two clinical trials in collaboration with Greifswald University in Germany, and we tested the capsule in healthy volunteers, both in fasted, no food, and fed condition with a meal. And in both cases, we have seen that the capsule is working exactly as expected. We have seen that the food itself the mechanical stresses and so on has also no effect on the capsule. And in all cases, fasted and fed, when the capsule is emptied from the stomach, about 40 minutes after this emptying, the capsule disintegrates and releases the content. And again, we have the data of these two clinical trials available in two open access publications in pharmaceutics. Again, these articles will be linked in the description of this episode. Thank you. Now, earlier in our discussion, you mentioned that Lonza provides empty capsules that can be shipped to the customer. They can fill it as they please. To me, this sounds like the capsule has a given formulation, right? There are no changes to be made because it's produced on a large scale. Now, I wonder what if a drug needs an individual delivery solution to meet its unique formulation or, I don't know, stability needs? Um can you adjust the composition on a small scale to fit the needs of a customer or the patient population? Yes, we can customize capsules. We can change uh, whatever the customer needs. And this is for this exact purpose that we have created about two years ago, the Capsule Application Lab Services to partner with customers to solve their specific delivery challenges with capsule innovation. So at the moment, with the Capsule Application Lab Services, we can offer customization at the proof of concept stage, meaning that we will use pilot equipment to produce capsules and we can have up to 500 capsules sample. At this stage, we can modify the size. For example, if the customer wants something that is very small or very large, we can do at this stage. We can change the design. So the design meaning that we can have capsule for solid field or liquid field. We can change the polymer as a, a single layer or bi layer. And we can also have some requirement for customer to remove some additive to be uh, compliant to some specific regulation requirements. We already had some customer projects for which we 
explore the full range of uh, sizes. We developed some very tiny size 9 capsule for preclinical testing in rats. So this is very, very, very tiny. In rats? Oh my gosh. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> so rats have the same pH in their stomach and then in the small intestine as humans? Not exactly. Uh, the, the pH of rats is slightly higher on average than humans. So it's a 3 to 4. Ah, still below 6, yeah. So this is one end of the spectrum, and at the other end, we also developed a very, very large size triple zero capsule to accommodate very bulky devices. So very, very large capsules. I guess those are hard to swallow then, huh? Uh, I, I don't want to swallow this type of capsule for sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. But but again, if it can save your life uh, yeah, or for sure. yeah. change for your, sure. you can do. Yeah. So So with this capsule application lab, like I said, we, we can modify everything. We can change also the polymers, meaning that we can change the site of release of the capsule. I have to ask, you mentioned rats. Could this capsule be used also to treat other livestock or pets in the same way as humans? Yes, capsule can be used, of course, uh, for pets, this is something that can be done, and even some very, very large capsules can be uh, developed for specific uh, livestock, much, much bigger than the triple zero I was uh, discussing before, uh, because, uh, yes, it can be even larger. Okay, that's good to know. The next time I need to pop a capsule for my dog, when they have some stomach issues, I'll think of you. Um, now, I'd like to close this, this episode with... Uh, Something on a personal note, I wonder, first of all, how did you get into the field of capsule development? What do you have to study as a scientist to get into such an exciting field? By training, I'm a pharmacist. So I studied pharmacy. I did my PharmD in tableting, so completely different from capsules. And then I did a PhD in coating. So I was coating particles and tablets. So nothing with capsules at all. And then I've been working for 20 years in another industry where I was working only on the lipid-based formulations. Lipid-based formulations are generally liquid formulations that need to be encapsulated into a capsule. So this is the link between capsule and what I've been doing for 20 years. And five years ago, I joined Lonza. And I was very happy to join Lonza because the missing link I had to have something very efficient was an enteric capsule. I was able with a lipid-based formulation to uh, protect the API, to increase the absorption, but I had no way to uh, customize the capsule to be sure that my formulation will release the peptide at the uh, exact place I want into the intestine. And Working with Nonza now, I can have the dream come true and develop customized capsules. See, and I was about to ask, like, what excites you most about working with capsules? It sounds like we found the answer already. Yes, what excites me the most about capsule is that with capsule, you are not stuck with one specific formulation. You can put into a capsule solid materials like powders, granule, pellets, but also liquid and paste like the lipid-based formulation I was just uh, talking about before, and also devices. And if we look at our colleagues working in the nutrition space, uh, they are very creative and they like to combine uh, two capsules together to have a dual release. So if we look at what they do in nutrition and we want one day to apply it to uh, the pharma space, we, we have no limit to, to creativity for sure. 
if sky is the limit, what developments do you expect to see in the near future or in the far future? So if near future, um, I would see first the expansion of the capsule and protect capsule line. So in the next years, we will see uh, uh, expansion of sizes, for example, because at the moment the capsule is available in size zero and size one. The current capsule is for solid fill. And what I would like is clearly to have another version with a LICAPS design in order to fill uh, the liquid formulation, like the famous lipid-based formulation I was referring to before, because I do believe this is something that is needed for all the new drug modalities that need some enabling formulations. Uh, so for me, this is something that should come in the next uh, couple of years. I hope we'll have commercially available other capsules with some specific uh, targets within the gut, but maybe we can go up to the colon because we have a lot of requests also for these specific targets. Colonic delivery uh, should be something we could have in the near future. I guess you could treat colon cancer this way locally, right? Yes, theoretically, it's to treat all the local diseases like colon cancer, like also some IBD. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, ah, inflammable disease. So we have many patients waiting to have a very efficient uh, targeted uh, capsule to, to change their life. It sounds really exciting and I cannot wait to see these developments come true. As you described it, I bet it's going to happen in the next two to three years. So we will be watching this space and I uh, would like to thank you for your time and for all the amazing information you shared today with us. Thank you, Martina. And that's all from us for today. Thanks for listening to A View on Capsules for Targeted Therapy Delivery with our guest, Vincent Janine. We will be back with an exciting episode that will bring our third season to an end. We will cover the history of developing and manufacturing certain drug modalities. If you cannot wait, head over to lonza.com forward slash a dash view dash on and you can listen to our previous episodes, subscribe to never miss an episode and access additional materials and interviewee info. Bye for now.